Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hey friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. We are so excited that you are joining us today to talk all about staff onboarding. You know, staff onboarding is something that's super important. And we had our incredible studio growth bootcamp today, right, Beck? We had our um, Q&A and it was something that came up and we thought it was a really great time just to kind of dive into it a little bit more deeper and talk about it on this week's podcast. Yeah, I'm super passionate about this topic and I think there's not enough onboarding with staff, um, especially with our dance classes and all of the things. And I think that we tend to just say, hi, I'm Beck, hi, and bring them in and they teach the class and that's it. And, you know, I think that's a really, really bad decision for business because they do need to know how the business works. They need to know all the things. There's so much to teach them. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when you start any new job, there's always such an onboarding process. And I feel like that doesn't always happen in dance studios. And I think that that's sometimes what the problem is, right? When we hear so many studio owners saying, this staff member's not committed, you know, they uh, aren't marking their role, they don't care about our trials, they, you know, um, didn't show up to concert or they didn't put their timesheet in properly, you know, all of those complaints that we hear quite often um, from studio owners about their teachers, so much of that could be fixed with really good onboarding. And that's always my question, right? Like, have you trained them properly on this? Definitely. And one of the things that we talk to our tribe members about and our studio growth club members is what are the expectations of that Mm. staff member from the second they leave their car to the second they get back in their car? Because actually all of those steps are just as important. It shouldn't just be from the second they start teaching their class till the second they finish their class because there's so much more to it than that. Absolutely, absolutely. So it all starts with incredible onboarding. And onboarding, if you haven't ever heard that term before, it's just a fancy name, right? It's just a fancy name for getting them set up for success, for making sure they start with, um, you know, on the right foot before they step into their first class, before they uh, answer the first phone call if they're an admin staff, whatever it is, it's really making sure that you're taking the time to set them up for success. So how do you do your onboarding at Pause then? Yes, I was going to say, like, I think the simplest way for everyone out there to do it is to go through what their teacher would go through in a day, if it's a teacher, for example. So how do you expect them to walk into the waiting room? That's the first thing they need to do. So, you know, do you expect them to smile and talk to people? Do you expect them to maybe talk to their students? If there's a new student there, is there an expectation for you to talk to them? Is there an expectation for them to have a happy demeanor? Those things need to be expectations that are set. And then once they're in the classroom, how do you want them to teach? How do you want them to speak to the kids? What is your what are your values? You know, like ours is creating confident kids. We have expectation things like we want you to speak to every single child in a positive way every single lesson. Those expectations, they don't necessarily know. And different schools have different expectations with that. Mm. Then it's you know, they've finished that part. Now they're going out to the waiting area again. What do they need to know about a new trial? How do they enroll that trial? What's the expectation around that? 
Do they have to pack up? Do they, There's so many things that they need to do. So I think writing that checklist for yourself first um, mm. could be a really good way for you to go, right, I need to talk to them about this and this and this and this and this and this. And then in your interview with them, you or you know you're on your talk with them before they start kind of thing you got to go through all of that stuff I actually talk a lot about the stuff in the interview I don't know if you would do the same Amanda but you know I I say to them this is what we're about at this school this is our expectation this is how we expect our teachers to teach because I think if they're not on board with that they're not going to be your person for sure um, I do the same in an interview. I start by chatting them about it, but then I go through it again on another separate, like, you know, starting meeting, kind of onboarding meeting, whatever we call that. But yeah, okay. definitely go through, especially the values and the expectations, right? The expectations that we're talking about, like you're talking about, like chatting to kids before class, you know, the expectations of concerts, you know, that's a big one or performances or a Sedfords or whatever that is for you guys. You know, we chat about all those expectations first, but then in that onboarding meeting, that intro meeting, once I've hired them, that's where we get down to the really like nitty gritty specifics and exactly what I expect from them. As long as they sort of had a good understanding of it first in the interview. Totally. And even down to what are you expecting them to wear? How do you mm -hmm. want them to look? You know, if you don't put any expectations around how they look and then you complain about how sloppy they are, well, you didn't put the expectations there in the first place. So, you know, what foot attire do you want them to have? How do you want their hair to be done? Is there an expectation around them wearing makeup or not wearing makeup? That might sound really crazy, but to me, that stuff is really important. So think about mm -hmm. what's important for you and your school and your look. But for me, I think first impressions are very important. And especially if you have someone front facing, they need to look a certain way. Absolutely. So let's kind of run through a bit of a checklist and you need to make your own for your studio, right? Like it's your onboarding checklist. Um, and, you know, it's super important that it's something that you are comfortable going in. But I would definitely suggest that before any staff member teaches their first class, you have some sort of introduction meeting with them that probably lasts for two hours, absolute minimum, absolute minimum, depending on what you have to go through and how hard your systems are. So the things that Beck already talked about, their appearance, you know, how they chat to parents in the waiting room, their style of teaching and how that works. What other things would you put in there around the teaching actual side of it, Beck? Um, I think around the teaching side for me is just ex like how you want them to speak to children and your values, you know, mm. is inclusive. Do, do you expect that every time they go to the corner and do corner work, they try and choose a different child to be with? Um, you know, is it that you want to put them into the same groups? Do you want to put them in different groups? Do you want to... If you're teaching a comp team, what's your expectations? Can they put their best foot forward or is it everyone has a turn? So, you know, at my school, we always teach for comp. We put our best foot forward. And then for concert, it's everyone has a turn. So letting them know what your expectations are mm. around that side of things, I think is a real game changer as well. Absolutely. So definitely going through all that kind of like teaching side of it I think that's really important the next kind of thing that I think really needs to happen in this onboarding this introduction uh, meeting is setting them up on your system setting them up for success with your systems um, you know how do you mark your roles you know going through that teaching them giving them logins do you have a staff communication platform that they might need to use getting them set up on that 
What about, you know, talking to students? How does that work? Do you use BAM? Do you use something else? Is there anything else they need to do? They need to be set up on that as well. But then going more deep into it, like what's your policy around uh, chatting to parents on social media? Um, you know, what's your policy on, you know, chatting to parents in the car park or being friends with people on social, like how does all the, or how they portray themselves, you know, going into that and all the systems as well. But they're not forgetting the other things that they need to include in those systems. How are they doing their pay sheet? You know, show them how to do one, how to do their first one. Have you got all their details? Do they know what day it's due and how you want them to set it out? You know, all of those things I think are super important. And then what other systems do you use? Is there a Google Drive that they have to put all their music in? Is there, um, you know, something that they have to keep notes on or something like that as well? You know, is there a Slack channel? Is there, like, there's so many things that each studio uses. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Is there a spreadsheet where they have to put down their song names? Like, it, it doesn't matter what you do, but it's about setting them up for success so that they have a really great understanding and they learn all these systems. And people aren't just going to learn software in a day, right? No, definitely not. And I think as well, we think that everyone should just know this stuff, but they actually don't. Mm. Uh, and that's the thing, just because you know it in your head and think that it's an obvious expectation. It's not, you know, a lot of the ones that I talk about when I'm doing staff training is just simple things like it's an expectation that you don't pick up your phone during teaching and message people or talk mm. to your whatever it might be. So I think, you know, just simple, simple, simple things like that really make a huge, huge difference. The great part about it as well is that when you get to the end of the um, time, you know, the couple of weeks with them, maybe their first two weeks, you can then say to them, um, look, I didn't actually see that you did that. So let's go back because we talked about these expectations or I noticed you were on your phone, but you know that's not an expectation. It makes that a lot, lot easier to deal with because I think sometimes we get scared to say to them, oh, you shouldn't be on your phone, but that's because we didn't set the expectation in the first place. Whereas if that expectation was there from the get-go, we certainly wouldn't find that tricky at all. Um, we do a lot of expectations around posting on Instagram um, and socials with my school and again you know that's something that the studio owners often find really difficult is just finding time to post on socials and so I like saying to my staff when they first come in there's an expectation that you post at least once a week um, or you know on the day they all have the logins to Instagram and they post on the story some I know some studio owners like it to get sent to them but putting that expectation on them that that's going to happen as well, I think, is is a game changer. You all know I'm obsessed with band, and it's an expectation that my staff post on band every single day. Now, you know, that's a game changer because parents are actually seeing what those um, kids are doing in class. They feel like they're more a part of their child's journey. And especially if you're doing things like, you know, hardest worker or, you know, they can do, um, oh gosh, my staff are doing the most amazing thing at the moment. I don't even know if I've told you about this, Amanda, um, but my staff are actually doing this thing at the moment. They've all taken it on board where they're doing um, student of the term. So hardest worker of the term in each genre. And that is getting a lot of traction. Parents love it. The kids work really hard now. It's just a simple certificate they get and a post on Instagram, you know, but they love that 
They think it's so awesome. And I think that's, that's so cute. Yeah. So, you know, just telling them about that sort of stuff that you want to share out in your community, I think is great as well. Absolutely. And I think that's so important just to make sure you're setting them up for success and they understand those expectations around that. So we've kind of talked about the teaching side of things, the system side of things, but also setting them up for success in terms of the additional expectations. I think that's so important. We often hear, you know, concert time and it's the week after concert and studio owners are stressed because the teacher's pay sheet came in or whatever that is, yeah, that's a big thing. So setting up those expectations early on, super important. You know, um, if you have a uh, different rate that you um, pay people for concerts, you know, um, Beck and I are both very big believers that people should be paid for what they do um, and we're very big on that. But you need to set that up. You need to tell them straight off the bat that the expectation is that you are at concert and you will be paid X amount for this. Not just two weeks before concert, oh, are you coming? And then they're like, oh, and then them thinking in the back of their head, I wonder if I'm getting paid for this or I'm not. Like, do you know what I mean? There's all this like gray area. Just putting it out there um, is so much easier. You know, so definitely the ex expectations around concert, staff training dates, if you have some, you know, perhaps additional comps or anything like that that you might require them to be at, rehearsals, you know, uh, fundraisers, you know, whatever that is any additional things that they're expected to do, putting that out there early on is so important. I love that. And mm. I think, you know, just again, like to, to simplify that, guys, just think about your year, think about the things that are going to happen and then, you know, nut it out that way so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. But there's a lot of events that happen through the year. And as Amanda said, do, are they expected to be there or not expected? At a comp, for example, and I've made this mistake before, and mm. I've had you know, 10 staff turn up to a comp and all charge me. And that is a very expensive day for people really to probably be sitting in the audience watching. So when I did that one day, I realized, right, I actually need to tell which staff members, you know, when they're coming so that they don't all come to one day, essentially, and they go to different comps. So I've got help at different comps. Give them expectations of the day of what they are supposed to be doing. It's not sit and watch you know, six hours of troop and get paid for it. It's actually come out and run the kids and do a rah with them and then celebrate them when they get off. So mm -hmm. putting expectations around that and then saying to them, I'm also not going to pay you $70 an hour to come out for troop day. I'll pay you an admin of 35 an hour. So explaining that to them, you know, it's, it's like expectations. And when you start doing that, you're going to find that your staff are so much better because you've mm. actually put those expectations there. And I think that's the key, right? Absolutely. You know, if there's anything else additional that you do at your studio, we've talked about comps, concerts, you know, if you um, get them to run mock exams, if you get them to do reports, we just had a bit about uh, reports on our Q&A today as well. Um, you know, if there's anything additional that you require from them, you know, whether it's that they show up 15 minutes before class, whether you're paying them for that or not, you know, not saying which way is right or wrong um, during this conversation, but just make sure it's clear. I think that's super important. Uh, I think that as long as it's all clearly outlined, both your expectations of them and that they understand what they are expected to do and the compensation that they'll be getting, getting from it, it'll save drama down the track.
Totally. Now we've mm. talked a lot about teaching staff. Let's have a chat about our admin staff and some mm. expectations that we want to see from them uh, because they're really just as important, if not more than important, especially because they're actually dealing with your clients. So a few that pop into my mind, Amanda, is if a client comes in, you acknowledge them immediately and speak to them with a smile instead of continuing to type on your computer. That's a huge one, right? Like I, I hate that when you walk into any waiting area for anything and people don't acknowledge you, it just feels uh, rude. Absolutely. And like, you know, that's all part of that such important training before you start. So, you know, it's so important that you're going through all those things and you might have a list of things that you love or hate, you know, um, that you want your staff to do. And it's so important that that's included in that onboarding interview, right? Totally. Um, another thing that comes to mind that I think people often forget about is always saying to the client, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And actually the client is always right, you know, and really trying to get them on board with that because I think sometimes they get so angry about things and then tell the client they're wrong. And then that's a great way to lose a client, right? Even Absolutely. if you think they're wrong, even if you know they're wrong, you still have to do that whole, you know, the client is always right kind of thing. Correct. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think there's so much to go through in there. And, um, you know, there's so many important things that you need to be, you know, training your staff with, but I think that onboarding um, interview as well is really about the values, right? And it's what is important to you as a studio owner that you want to see carried across. I think that's like so important. And that's what you're talking about, that great customer service, right? That's what's right. important to you is that value. And it's so important that that's, that they're on board with that. They're excited about that, that they get the importance of that in your business. Totally. And obviously you need to train them in, you know, your enrollment system and all of that sort of stuff. But to me, I feel like that customer service needs to be oh. absolutely paramount with not just them, but your teachers as well. Absolutely. Um, the way that you want them to speak to parents, all the things. A great way to start this as well is to write out your values. You know, have you mm -hmm. ever done that? What are your values? What what is what do you want your school to feel like? You know, a lot of values that we hear is family, um, integrity. You know, there's there's so many you can do. I mean, you can look it up on Google, and it'll tell you all the values that you could possibly have. And you know, pick five or six that are the most important to you, and go through that with them, and mm -hmm. say this about because that when they know what you're about they're going to know oh, okay it's more important for me to actually smile at that client than it is for me to finish that you know document or whatever it might be and I think we need to really focus on always I think customer service absolutely so so important it's so important so hopefully we've given you a few ideas on that onboarding interview and onboarding your staff like you know there are like if we're talking onboarding staff you know, there are some incredible ways to do it. You know, something like McDonald's, for example, would have an online onboarding um, program where they have to go through and they have to do quizzes after they've done it. And, you know, some of that stuff is great um, and it's really great for big businesses, but there's nothing like taking a couple of hours out of your time to sit down and do it. Not everything needs to be automated. Not everything has to be online. And, you know, I think sometimes we get a bit like carried away, go, oh, I should do it like that. But just sitting down with a new employee for two hours is really invaluable. 
It also makes you an absolute leader. And I think that's the thing that we need to remember, how important it is for us to establish ourselves as the leader, as the boss from the get-go. And, you know, in a supportive, nice way, but, you know, really making sure that they understand that these are the expectations and I have, you know, those expectations in place because that's what I expect you to do every time you come in. And that already makes you the boss and the leader. And remember, this is your school. You want it to be how you want it to feel, and they can create that through what you're asking them to do. It shouldn't be them coming in and doing whatever they feel like. And that's when we get resentment towards staff and get cranky with them, right? Absolutely, when we haven't set them up for that success. So we would really love for you, next time you have a new staff member starting, take two hours, you know, have a meeting with them beforehand, write yourself out some notes of all the things you want to go through with them, which is just a great thing to have always because then you just refer back to that checklist always of all the things you want to go through with all your new staff members but make sure you're setting them up on the right foot by having a really great onboarding process for them you know perhaps it's a two-hour meeting and then two weeks later it's a check-in meeting half an hour afterward you know for half an hour because you know if you are teaching them new systems if you do your roles online and they've never used it before they might need some refreshes right they might not know how to do it all straight away Yeah, I love that. And, you know, every time that something goes wrong in your studio, someone does something that you don't like, write it on your expectation list. Have a list that you can Mm. keep writing those expectations. You're not going to think of everything all at once, but as you're in there, you're going to think of all the things. So do it as you go and just keep adding, adding, adding to it. Absolutely love that. Now, you know, we've talked about the onboarding, but don't forget that that's for a new staff member doesn't mean you can't keep listing these expectations for your current staff members that have even been with you long term. Beck, I know that you do staff training every single term and you set these out even for some of the staff that's been with you for 10 years, right? Correct. They've listened to it for, well, two of my staff members have been with me for 15 years, Amanda, and they have listened to that for 15 years and they still need reminders, you know, and I Absolutely. think it's important for them to keep hearing it and the great part about it is as well now they're leaders in there and so I can say oh you know hey Shay Taryn what do you guys think what what would you do in this situation how would you act and so they actually have that leadership in them as well Mm. which is really great so I think yeah that staff training is so important guys yeah you've really got to do it Yeah, it doesn't just finish at the onboarding. That's not the only time you remind them about the expectations around concert, how they walk in. It's an ongoing process. So don't just let it finish at onboarding, keep it going. We hope that you've gotten some great takeaways out of today's episode. And if you have any questions or anything you'd love to um, add to the conversation, we'd love to hear about it. You know, drop us a message on Instagram or on the Dance Principles United Facebook group. We would love to hear from you. Hope you guys have an amazing week. Uh, We can't wait to see so many of you again in our masterclass for Studio Growth Bootcamp on Friday. Have an awesome week, guys. Can't wait to see you on the podcast next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.